Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Broadcasting live from that historic house on that historic street. Making talk show history. Everybody's gonna love today, gonna love today, gonna love today. Everybody's gonna love today, gonna love today. Any way you want to, any way you've got to. Love, love me, love, love me, love, love. It's the Larry Fedoric Program on 610 CKTV. And now, today's host, Larry Fedoric. Welcome back. I am Jim Fannin, covering for Larry today. We're here till 3 o'clock. Got a decent show planned for you today. You have your digits, you know how to get into the show, but cruise by and give us a like on Facebook, 610CKTV. The Jim Fannin Show has also got a page up there. You can tweet us out. Give me some pub at 610CKTV. At Jim Fannin, at Jim Fannin Show. And as usual, 61010 is your text. That's the easiest way to get in. Coming up today on the show, Katrina Cruz is in the booth with me. We're going to talk about Niagara Sustainability Initiative, what that is all about. She's in the studio with me now. And Bob, my brother Bob, met him last night at... Hockey night in St. Catharines. He's only been a rink rat for 50 years. The Garden City Arena. How many kids does this guy know? Speaking of hockey night in St. Catharines, I had to mute my scream for someone to hit Eric Lindros the first shift he came cruising across the neutral zone with his head down. <laughs> Kevin Jack said he had the chance to step up. I said, you don't want to hit that guy. He is a big, big boy with one very soft head, apparently. Where's Scott Stevens when you need him? Rick Dykstra's crew does a nice job last night, raising $183,000. That's a record. And what a great feel. The Jack was pretty packed, actually. I mean, the ends were pretty vacant, but between the blue lines it seemed to be pretty packed and all good to see some of these stars flying around out there for a good cause and raising that kind of money certainly looks good on us also on the show today taxi or speedy I've taken a taxi from downtown a few times to my home in the north end 20 bucks, speedy cab 8 bucks are you paying to jump in 5-0 or Central or St. Catharines Cab or Brock Taxi still? I don't know. I'd have a problem calling the speedies. But I know a lot of people that are using them, and when you're hurting for cash, 8 bucks sounds a lot better than 20 bucks. Even though you run the risk of, well, I guess the driver does run the risk of a charge, but are they even policing this kind of thing? And how do they police it? They're supposed to be delivering food. But now for eight bucks, you can go almost anywhere in town. And what the hell's it cost me twenty bucks to get from downtown to the north end for? But in with was it Cat K 
Cabby Dave and Cabby Gary. The other day, he says, they're getting killed out there. Their business has dropped off so hard. These guys are having a hard time making some money. We know we got new owners of 5-0 in Central and from Ottawa, so we will hit that. Also, a UFO in Fort Erie, unidentified flying objects, reported as a massive triangular-shaped object that cloaked itself. What's cloaking itself mean? It goes invisible? I went down the rabbit hole today and started Googling Niagara UFO. And surprisingly, there's a whole bunch of video out there and pictures. And last summer, my brother was out at Shirkston, saw them himself. Orange globes hovering over, you know that craft that's out? I guess it'll be east of Shirkston, there's a there's a boat or some sort of craft that's stuck there and been there for a long time. These globes, these orange circular objects were floating over this thing, and my niece went and got pictures of it and everything. Moved, slightly moving around and stuff like this, but I have never seen a UFO. I mean, I don't think I have. But surprisingly, there aren't this isn't the first time that people are talking about UFOs over Lake Erie. At Shirkston. So we'll hit on that. We can call it the Jim Norrie Show if you want. The biggest name in Canadian TV is Ezra Levant. What? Ezra Levant pisses me off so much when I watch Sun TV. I, I, I almost can't watch it anymore. It's like a train wreck sometimes. I turn it on just to get invigorated. But the Globe and Mail... Runs a, one of these contests or surveys or vote for who you think is the biggest name in Canadian television. As little event is approaching 50%, and the runner up is Peter Mansbridge at like 19. Tommy said Rick Mercer. He's the biggest name in Canadian TV right now. So we will hit on that. But up next, we're going to talk to Katrina Cruz. She's with the Niagara Sustainability Initiative. She's the executive director with that group. We'll find out what she is up to and what is crowdsourcing. Crowdsourcing for sustainability with the Niagara Sustainability Initiative. All that and more. I'm Jim Fannin for Larry Fedorik. We're here till 3 o'clock. This is 610 CKTB. Show on News Talk 610 CKTB. Call Larry now at 905 688 CKTB, 1 877 610 CKTB, or pound 610 on the Bell Mobility Network. I'm falling for you, he keeps on falling. 
Welcome back. I am Jim Fannin. That is X-Prime. Great local band. Patrick Smolarek running the board, picking up some good bumper music for us. These guys are playing Friday night at the Manch. Next Friday. Do yourself a favor, check them out. And then Saturday, (laughs) they're opening for USS. Yes, ubiquitous synergy seeker blows up Montebello Park next Saturday. And X-Prime gets the privilege of opening up for them. Check that out. Oh, he's back. Hugo. Talking about orange floating things in the air. You want some close encounters of the third kind? Here I am, Jimmy, live for you, brother. Okay. Don't give me me the calm and cool. (laughs) I heard heard your voice rise up a little bit when you saw my name on the screen. I did see your name, and I was afraid. uh, It came up as Hugo, but on my phone, it comes up as something totally different. I don't want to talk about Jimmy. I want to talk about you. Okay. I want to talk about you. What's the orange thing floating in the air? Don't go all inside white popcorn on me here, Jimmy. We've got to celebrate Robin Williams passing this week. I need the Jimmy Fannin back that we all know and love. Well, you tell me what what they are. I don't know. I don't think we're alone, though. I just got a text here. Hashtag, we are not alone. <laughs> well, you know what I think the orange things were, Jimmy, is these things you can buy at the uh, corner gas bar that you, uh, those Chinese lanterns. You ever seen one of those? Guys? Yeah, yeah, hovering 100 feet in the air over a barge in Lake Erie. With the right air currents, those things can just float and hover before they take off. But you're not going all George Norrie on us here, are you? No. You're actually, you're not buying into the, no, no, not me, not me, no, no. You don't buy into the Orange Lantern for real, do you, that there's UFOs out there? Absolutely, I do. Come on, Jimmy. Yeah, I don't think we're alone. And I wonder what, have you checked the internet lately? If it's on the internet, it's got to be true, right? You see all these formations and weird shapes and things disappearing. And yeah, just lately in Fort Erie, some dude, well, although we don't have any video video evidence of it. Uh, yeah. This yeah, massive yeah. triangular shaped lit uh, image in the, in the sky just cloaks itself in the words of the witnesses that are unnamed. Uh, uh, well, I'll tell you, there's some things that amaze me in this world, i.e. on the Tom McConnell program, some of the clowns that call into Vox Populi with their viewpoints, but uh, that's what really amazes me. But I'm not amazed by a couple of things that someone may see in the sky. Jimmy, how long has man been on the planet? And how long have we had media available to us? And aside from some skewed photos or video, you know, aside from a Christopher Walken movie, has anyone ever been invited up upon one of these ships? Well, I've heard lots of people have and probed unpleasantly. (laughs) I'm not going to talk about that kind of probing. I'm probing the subject of things floating in the air, Jimmy. Don't go laughing on me. I got a text here that says, Teenagers filling patio lanterns with helium. I don't think they would last that long over the lake and move around the way they do, but hey. I'm up for any explanation. Listen, I think they I think they often occur in areas of high unemployment and high substance abuse. <laughs> Thank you, Hugo. I appreciate your contribution to the program. I think. AKA Pat from Barry until he glossed himself. I say gloss lovingly, gave himself the own nickname when Tom says, Who would you 
Who would you like to be known by? What name would you like to be known by? Pat from Barry reached for Hugo, as in Hugo Chavez. Okay. So I call him Hugo now because he gets upset. If I ever refer to him from Pat from Barry. 905-688-2582. 1-877-610-CKTB. Pound 610 on the Bell Mobility Network is always a free call. And the best way to get in, the easiest way to get in, is to text 61010. That's 610-10 in your black box. Punch those digits in, and it comes straight into the booth. The Niagara Sustainability Initiatives Executive Director, Katrina Cruz. Thanks for coming in. Thank you, and thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. Now, tell us a little bit about what NSI is. All right. Well, Niagara Sustainability Initiative is a nonprofit here in the Niagara region. And what I do with the NSI and as the executive director is help a number of public and private businesses here like Brock, Niagara College, Walkers, the city of St. Catharines. And what we do is we measure their carbon footprint from their operations. And then we help them lead a number of different initiatives to help them reduce their impact on the environment. Um, We've been doing this for just over three years now. And we recently started a new project as well called Crowdsourcing Sustainability. Okay, we get to crowdsourcing a little bit. Tell me a little bit about, is this costing these companies money? Are you finding ways for them to make money by being sustainable? Because most companies, if it's going to affect their bottom line, they're going to say, no, well, I'm not interested. Right. Are you looking for these guys to take a hit on their bottom line, or are they actually making some money off of being sustainable? A lot of our partners are incurring some cost savings by participating in the Carbon Project. Um, and that's really because we help them identify their areas of low-hanging fruit, areas of little-to-no-cost projects that will save them energy, save them dollars, engage their employees, and also maybe engage some of their customers or their clientele or potential clients. What are our biggest costs when, it, when you look at resources and uh, consumptions? What are they saving money on? What's their big, obviously fuel, hydro, and water are some of the biggest ones, but is that where they're seeing their biggest savings? Yeah, those three are our big heavy hitters, natural gas, electricity, water consumption. But we have a number of our partners who are large on the transportation side of things, whether they have a large sales team that goes out on the road a lot and then they put a lot of kilometers on each individual car or their vehicle fleets are large uh, trucks that they could then not go out as often or could be opportunities for savings on the fuel consumption via transportation. We help identify things like route optimization, hybrid vehicles, and the payback period associated with changing or converting your vehicle from a large utility truck to something maybe a little bit smaller or something that's a little bit more reasonable for your use. And then just a little bit more on the behavioral and the uh, changing your mindset side of things. Transportation is going to be a huge issue. Now, what is crowdsourcing? Crowdsourcing Sustainability is a project that we started about a year ago and was launched at the end of May of this year. And crowdsourcing comes from this idea that a number of us can populate and contribute to a platform. Uh, Crowdsourcing Sustainability for Niagara Sustainability Initiative is an online web-based 
platform that you can go on to crowdsourcingsustainability.com and you can do a couple things. One, as just a researcher or as a user, you can go on and find information about volunteer opportunities, employment opportunities, what kind of events or even businesses within the Niagara region that are participating in sustainability are. But you can also be the one uploading information. So if you are company A and you offer this product or service and it falls within the crowdsourcing sustainability description, then you are then located as a pin on the map here in Niagara. Okay, so what is the description? What what type of activities are sustainable uh, pins on your on your map here? Right, so we do focus on environmental sustainability, um, but that doesn't limit you to any type of business or organization that might have one piece that you want to showcase or talk about. So, for example, last night we saw each other at Mate, and Mate Cafe is a great example of a local organization that has things like fair trade coffee, local bands, um, they try to use local fruit and vegetables, and they pride themselves on being... Uh, an organization that has sustainability kind of integrated within their operations. So you might have like an example of Mate Cafe on the pin on, of the map. Um, but you might also have kind of service providers or different organizations or events that are being hosted that educate on sustainability practices or other things like that. The Carbon Project. What's that all about? That's back with NSI. So that's when the businesses who join us to measure and report on their carbon footprint, like Brock Niagara College and those that I mentioned previously, they join us in the Carbon Project. So they become a member of the Carbon Project with Niagara Sustainability Initiative. And what's that entail exactly? That entails... Full reporting? Yeah, well, it is uh, for right now, the, the private sector businesses are not mandated to report on their carbon footprint. It's not something that's come down from the top yet. Uh, public sector organizations do. But if you're an organization that has sustainability at the forefront of your operations, you might think that this is a good way to identify opportunities for reduction. So by measuring your carbon footprint is the best telltale of how we can make reductions. Katrina Cruz is my guest. She's the executive director of Niagara Sustainability Initiative. Have another segment with her after this break. I am Jim Fannin for Larry Fedorik, right here on News Talk 610 CKTB. is the Larry Fedorik Show on News Talk 610 CKTB. Call Larry now at 905-688-CKTB, 1-877-610-CKTB, or pound 610 on the Bell Mobility Network. Welcome back. I'm Jim Fannin. More X-Prime. More original X-Prime, one of the best cover bands around in Niagara. Got some pretty solid music, too. Check them out next week. Friday night at the Mansion House, and then Saturday night open up for USS Ubiquitous Synergy Seeker. Comes into Craft Beer Fest in Montebello Park. Hits, F- F- Hits FM is the sponsor. We will give you the lineup for next week, too, while I fill in for KJ. I've got 15 
I have 15 acts lined up and scheduled to come into studio and play live for us. Not all next week, but we will give you the schedule on that. 905-688-2582. But right now, we're with Katrina Cruz. We're talking Niagara Sustainability Initiative, NSI. How long has this uh, effort been around, Niagara? We just wrapped up at the end of May our third evening of recognition. So we're into our fourth year of operations. Okay. Now, just as an overview, why? Yeah, that's always the question. And I think the biggest thing is that there is a need for sustainability, whether we're trying to think of our future of the next generations or um, as a citizen of of a region here, a good corporate citizen at the individual level, there's a great um, story that can be told through sustainability. But really, the businesses are leading the way. Um, And in Niagara, there are a number of businesses who are adopting sustainability within their operations, and they're seeing lots of benefits. Um, They're seeing benefits like employee engagement and maybe even attracting top talent. Uh, There's a lot of individuals maybe in the mid-20s who are out seeking professional work that are looking for these types of businesses that have this type of of integrated sustainability within their operations. We're seeing things like enhanced brand for it's a good corporate citizen PR. What's an enhanced brand? Um, how you can differentiate yourself, how, um, let's say, for example, an architect and engineering firm, they can provide lead certification, which is a great service. If you have the ability to build buildings that are quite uh, environmentally friendly and also cost cost efficient but also that in-house that they're doing it so when you receive an rfp for whether it's a conference you're hosting at a hotel or if you want to build the next st downtown st Catharines building if you can provide the service but also in-house show that you're also a good corporate citizen that you're not just saying that you're doing something but you're walking the walk i think that that is a good um way for organizations to differentiate themselves in terms of the sustainable aspect of it so you go in and you're actually helping businesses save some money and they get some good PR out of it as well. Yeah, I would say that each individual organization that I work with has a different, what I call a sustainability story. Um, and they're saving, they're incurring cost savings at different scales depending on uh, at which level they're interested in engaging their staff and putting forward those projects. But certainly there's a ton of opportunities, even just on the incentive side of things, uh, whether it's the save on energy incentives for lighting retrofits or energy audits or even salary incentives to hire um, and incorporate sustainability within business practices. 905-688-2582. My guest is Katrina Cruz. She's the executive director of Niagara Sustainability Initiative. Now, do you have the local regular meetings for people to come out and see what you're all about? Yeah, we host eight events during our regular season of events. And our first event of the event season, which is coming up in September on the Thursday, the 25th, we will be hosting a breakfast event. Uh, We host those about once a month, and that is free to all of those who are participating in the Carbon Project, but also open to any organization or individual within the Niagara region. This first one here is considered a uh, an educational event, and it's with Karen Clark Whistler, the Chief Environmental Officer at TD Bank, will be joining us from TD Corporate Office in Toronto, and she'll be talking about how you shift a culture 
to uh, engage the staff, whether it be at the local retail branches or at the corporate level, uh, to understand why their company has addressed sustainability and they are actually on the road to becoming a carbon neutral company. Um, and these events we host, like I said, once a month, about eight of them in a year, and they vary between best practices like employee engagement to a little bit more technical, like how to complete an energy audit or how to report on your carbon footprint or how to uh, address your transportation and meet your transportation needs while addressing the sustainability side of things. Katrina Cruz is my guest, Executive Director of Niagara Sustainability Initiative. How are you funded? Are you privately funded? Are you funded by members or government? A little bit of both. Um, we were originally founded on an Ontario Trillium Foundation, so that's what helped us get started. Um, and we have a social enterprise model, meaning that the businesses that we do work with pay a membership fee that gives them access to the carbon accounting tool that we use to report on their carbon footprint, gives them access to the events that we host. Um, it gives them public recognition and third-party verification that what they are doing is not just a green claim, but also verifiable. And uh, we like to celebrate their successes. So it's that recognition piece that they receive. We held our third evening of recognition at the end of May. Um, we had 125 in the audience. And we celebrated 17 organizations across the region who have reported through the Carbon Project. NiagaraSustainability.org. One of the things that got me interested here is this crowdsourcing sustainability.com. Very cool interactive map. You hover over it, it tells you who the business is. On the side here, we've got a key of what category they're put in. And if you just click on it and then view, it'll tell you exactly what these people are doing for crowdsourcing sustainability. Now, is this voluntarily uploaded by the business or are you guys inputting this stuff or both? Yeah, there was a little bit of a critical mass that we populated before the launch of this program. So crowdsourcing sustainability, like I mentioned, uh, launched the website platform at the end of May of this past year. Um, and there are 10 different categories in which you as the user can filter through on the map and you'll see different pins and different little icons that showcase what you're looking at. So whether that's events, volunteer opportunities, knowledge and learning, uh, products and services and things like that. Um, but as an organization, as an individual, you have also the opportunity to upload information. And that's where that crowdsourcing component comes into play. And we encourage everyone to, whether they create a one-time user profile or a profile that allows them as a business or organization to upload on a number of occasions, things like what types of events that they're going to be hoping hosting in the near future, um, a little bit more about their company and how they're being sustainable. And then other uh, uh, other individuals and organizations can upload information such as what kind of events are going or what kind of trails or transportation um, is being added to the Niagara region. So we hope that it's a tool that's being used not only by those who are interested in sustainability from the purpose of learning about what's going on in Niagara, but also as a potential to grow the mindset of the businesses here in Niagara to incorporate sustainability within their practices. CrowdsourcingSustainability.com. I'm clicking on an event here. I guess it's yours. Your workforce. Engage s sustainability. <laughs> Date, December, sorry, September 25th. 70 Westchester. Is that the golf club? Yeah, that's St. Catherine's Golf and Country breakfast, Club. breakfast, 7.45 yeah. to 10 a.m. How do people get a hold of you if you, they want to touch you up and get involved? NiagaraSustainability.org or my email address, which is K-K-R-O-E-Z-E -E at NiagaraSustainability.org.
Katrina Cruz, K-R-O-E-Z-E. K. Cruz at NagraSustainability.org. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Chris over at Matt Cafe is always a source of great talent and guest for the show here. So it was great to meet you there last night. You meet there often? Often. uh, We have about 25 volunteers with Niagara Sustainability Initiative. So um, we often frequent Mate Cafe. Awesome. Thanks for coming in. Bob Furlot is next. He's only been a rink rat for 50 years since he's been 15 years old. You probably know this guy if you've ever been down to the Jack or Rexheimer's Arena. Bob Furlot. We'll talk a little bit about Hockey Night in St. Catharines right after this break on 610 CKTV. is the Larry Fedorik Show on News Talk 610 CKTV. Call Larry now at 905-688-CKTV, 1-877-610-CKTV, or pound 610 on the Bell Mobility Network. Welcome back. I am Jim Fannin. That is my son, the Hurricane, with Ash Boo Schultz. Ash Boozy's lovingly referred to. One half of USS, ubiquitous synergy seeker. Teasing an announcement towards the end of the show. And we'll set up the musical lineup that we got coming in, but right now... Bob Furlot, thanks for coming in. Now, I didn't know this. What the hell's a rink rat? You're you're not employed by the city. You're not paid to be there. No, you've been doing this for fifty years, hanging out at the rink as a volunteer, sweeping stands and and, and cleaning out the outside of the rink too, around the uh, rink, making it nice and clean. Okay. So, how did you enjoy hiking night in St. Catharines last it. night? Yeah, I play with most of the guys that are out there, and. Uh, I'm 65, and there are 18, 19, 20-year-olds out there I play with all summer and have a great time. So you actually play hockey as well? As well. Okay. How long have you been playing hockey for? I've been playing hockey since I was seven years old. Right. And I'm 65, and I missed four and a half years from a broken back. And I'm back on skates again. All right. So you're at 65 years old, are, are you any good? Well, the boys said I'm playing pretty good. Yeah, you did. Now, are you going to get on this this squad for hockey night in Can- uh, St. Catharines? Or well, you never know. If I get invited, I'm coming out. All right. What else are you up to? Uh, I'm up to uh, getting my company off the ground, Universal Sports. All right. And I have a new product coming out called the Power Skater. And if you go on YouTube, you can see my video. It's called the Power Skater. What's the um, power skater? It learns uh, kids and adults and seniors to skate properly uh, without falling down and getting hurt. And then you put water in for weight, for resistance training, okay, for so sprinting w- power. What is it, technically? I mean, wh- it's a three piece can, can I have one in my mold? living room? Uh, yes, you can. Uh, it's a three-piece cavity mold made of plastic. 
with two side tanks and a sliding handle. And you put water in for weight, and you dump the water out when you're finished. And what do you... It, it simulates resistance simulates skating? And it simulates skating with your uh, body core in the right position for lengthening your, your, your stride and um, uh, getting off the mark real quick. Okay, and how much is this going to go for? This, this product... Um, it was going to retail for around $200, but I decided to sell it to Coca-Cola. You sold to Coke? I'm trying to make a deal with Coca-Cola right now to buy my product. Okay. To put Powerade in it. And with Steven Stamkos doing the commercial, I can see it right now. Okay. Bob Furlot is my guest. I uh, bumped into him last night, as I have so many times down at the Jack. 50 years as a rink rat. Didn't know this. Rink rats are volunteers, so you're just you're helping out, but it gets you what? Gets free access, free, free free ice time, and getting free to the games. Okay, and for fifty years, what's uh, some of your best memories uh, uh, at the I've barn had at the Jack? So many memories of playing with Freddie Stanfield, Jerry Cheevers, and the summertime Vic, um, um, Vic um, Teal. Teal would uh, give us free ice time from 2 to 4, and all the hockey pros would come out and have scrimmages for two weeks before training camp, and it would be free for everybody. And it was a great time playing with the pros and just having a two-hour scrimmage out there. And uh, he was very good to all the kids, Vic Teal was, and he will be remembered forever. Now, what was Vic Teal's function? Vic Teal was uh, the manager... Okay. For years at Garden City. And he was a great man for what he did for all the kids. He took everybody in and gave them free ice time, and uh, it was just great. Now he's got a tournament now, and it's a right. big tournament. Memorial tournament. Memorial his name. tournament, and it looks really good every year. Now, you told me you died and came back well, from the dead. At, <laughs> at, when I was 25 years old, and my career was kind of fading after Greensboro. I had an accident in front of the Garden City Arena on a motorcycle. You were on a motorcycle? I was on a motorcycle. And um, that day, I went through town being a little crazy on my bike. And I caught myself at Geneva and St. Paul Street. And I said to myself, you better smarten up. And um, I was at the lights. And I uh, took off normal. Went into second, first and second gear, and a car went through the stop sign at Reardon Street, turned up Queenston Street on one way, blocked both lanes on me, and I T-boned her. I went 20 feet in the air and landed on my back 30 feet from point of impact. So when uh, the shock hit me, I uh, I died and pulled myself back to life again with the little strength I had in me. And um, I'm here today to talk about it, and I felt like I've been resurrected hmm. from the dead. I because guess. I was gone. <laughs> wow. And it took me four years to get back on skates again. And Bobby Hall <clears throat> invited me out to the Winnipeg Jets training camp when I was 28 years old. And I lasted six days in camp, and um, sciatic nerve had gone on me, and I wasn't in shape to keep up with the big boys. 
And when I left camp, Bobby Hall said the best part of my game was my skating. So they helped me get my back straightened out. And when I came back home, two years, two hours a day, two-hour workouts, hanging off a ladder, which the trainer in Winnipeg told me to do. Hanging off a ladder. Hanging off a ladder, stretching my back, okay. walking with my hands, monkey bars. And after two years, I was doing deadlifts with 400 pounds with a belt on. And my back is 100%. And the NHL or the WHA never burnt me out. And I'm still playing with the young guys today and enjoying every minute that I can get on the ice. Oh, boy, thanks for coming in, brother. Good to see you again. I've seen you, you many times down at the rink. Thanks for coming in. I, just, I thought it was such an interesting story, 50 years as a uh, volunteer rink rat. Up next, to cab or to speedy? Or, what's the other one? We drive, where they come and pick you up if you're drinking, and they take you and your car home with two drivers? We'll hit that and a little bit more all on the other side of this break on 610 CKTB. I am Jim Fannin, covering for Larry Fedorik. From 1 to 3 today, and then Kevin Jack comes in. 3 to 7, live from the Penn Center. No fixed address. Right here on 610 CKTB. Live from that historic house on that historic street, making talk show history. Everybody's gonna love today, gonna love today, gonna love today. Everybody's gonna love today, gonna love today. Any way you want to, any way you've got to. Love, love me, love, love me, love, love. It's the Larry Fedoric program on 610 CKTB. And now, today's host, Larry Fedorik. Today's host is Jim Fannifer, the great Larry Fedorik. He's getting some downtime. Coming up next, to Cab or to Speedy. Next segment, we'll hit the biggest name in television. Who do you think it is? Ezra Levant's feeling it today. Can't imagine he's at the top of the list, but he is on the Niagara, sorry, the Globe and Mail's poll, or who do you think is the biggest name in TV? Peter Mansbridge is pulling up a pathetic second place at 19%. And then we will set up the week preceding Craft Beer Fest. I'm in for KJ next week, 5 to 7, and we got some bands lined up to come in. All of them are playing at Niagara Craft Beer Fest. And then an announcement that's got me pretty geeked for the show next week. We'll announce that 
while we set that up for you. But right now, to cab or to speedy. Usually, if I take a cab, it's from the mansion house to my place in the north end, and it's 20 bucks, and it's worth every penny. When I'm out and I'm having a few drinks, and I don't want to risk driving home. But some people do everything they can to avoid the ride home in a cab for whatever reason. I think it's kind of crazy. Why would you risk your license and ruining yours and potentially someone else's life by driving under the influence? Not cool anymore. Remember with my niece? One time I was like, well, well, I thought I was going to get in and out, have a couple beers. I'm okay to drive home after two drinks and three hours. My niece said to me, yeah, I want to stay here and check out the rest of the band for a little while, so I had a couple more drinks. I said, well, if I have a couple more drinks, i got to take a cab home. I'm not getting a cab. Well, yeah, you are. If you're coming home with me, no, don't. Went back to the car to get my garage door opener. She thought I was driving home, and I'm like, no, I'm not driving home. I'm taking a cab. Speedy comes to town. It's been invading the legal taxi cab companies for a long time. For eight bucks, you can go anywhere in town. What? Eight bucks? Anywhere in town? When I jump in a 5 cab, I can't get to the corner for eight bucks. And we know that 5 and Central were bought out by an Ottawa firm. And their fleet is coming along, I guess. But I remember taking a cab with my mother many, many years ago. Wondering if the thing was actually going to get me home. It seemed like the fenders were rattling. The differential in the back end was winding like crazy. It was not a clean car. And they're still charging premium rates. And at one time, it was only 5.0 in Central and St. Catharines. And for whatever, maybe the market changed or whatever. Now you're seeing Brock and St. Catharines cab have come into the market. But 5.0 and Central pretty much had a monopoly on things. Seemed like the market was locked down when Mike Maroney owned it. And then he passed on, and the the estate sold, reluctantly maybe. And I hear that if the estate had known what was going to happen to their company, they wouldn't have sold. But for people that are hurting for money and take cabs on a regular basis, certainly eight bucks beats twenty or thirty bucks, depending on where you're going. And the wait time, I mean, last winter I walked around downtown for over an hour looking for a cab. When it was a busy season. And like when you're ready to go, you're ready to go. But maybe the speedy delivery guys are on your door a little bit quicker, but you're going to meet a weird kind of bunch of people driving these speedy cabs, these illegal cabs, driving their own cars. There's some serious wrecks out there as well. Legitimate cabbies are getting killed out there. I mean, getting hurt financially. But they have to keep their prices high, set by the company. And on the other side of things, 
the guys driving the speedy deliveries who technically are only supposed to be delivering food to your door. Much cheaper, but they're risking getting busted as an illegal cab as well. On a text, Jimmy, we drive is the best. You get home safe, as does your car, because they drive it home too. I've heard of that. I've never used that service. Do you take legitimate cabs, or do you opt for the cheaper route? And do you feel bound by a moral or ethical leaning to take what is an illegal what is a legal cab? Or don't you care? It just all boils down to money. I mean, some of these speedy cabs, you can smoke and drink in the cab. It's not a cab. I shouldn't call it a cab. But they're a little less stringent with the rules sometimes when you get in these speedy delivery vehicles. Brad, how are you, Brad? Brad, turn down your radio, please. I'm good. How are you guys? I'm good. Can you turn down your radio? Yeah, I, I got that. Sorry. Uh, on my screen here, it says you're the owner of Niagara Designated Driver. you got to be uh, doing pretty well for yourself in the business these days, no? Uh, it's definitely picking up. We've been in business for about a year and a half now, and uh, we're just getting around about uh, us just being another option to drinking and driving, taking a cab, or even taking the speedies. Now, how you're not classified a legal cab, are you? No, we're not a taxi service in the okay. traditional sense, but we don't carry the passengers like you were talking about earlier. You were leaving your car at the mansion house, jumping okay. in the cab, and going home. Right. Um, with our service, you would call us. We'll send a, a team of two drivers to the mansion house. One of those drivers is going to drive you home in your in car. In your car. Okay, I got it. And then our other driver would follow behind to pick up your, your driver. We never um, we never carry passengers in our own vehicles. We're not licensed or insured to do that. I carry passengers in uh I get calls for that all the time, and I refer people to the legal taxi service uh, if they need that kind of a service. But, um, yes, yeah, he's definitely out there. So are you a flat rate, or are you charged by distance or city? We or? charge a flat rate for everywhere we go, like anywhere in St. Catharines. Uh, it's 25 bucks to get you and your car home. Um, same price in the falls, 25 bucks, And then uh, it's different prices depending on where you're going between cities and stuff. I mean, we've gone as far as Guelph and Toronto, taking people home or picking them up, bringing them back. So we- where you want to go. And you got to be a 24-hour service, I'm thinking, as well. Well, we're open technically from 8 p.m. till 3 a.m., but, uh, I mean, I get calls on the weekend. I, my earliest call was 9.30 in the morning. I had a guy needing to get, get home. So hmm. we, uh, we're, we're in the service business, so we provide the service when the business is there. Yeah, I'm wondering why somebody would pay 20 or 25 bucks to get from downtown to North End when they can take your service and get their car home for around the same money. Well, that's, that's the thing, right? And, I mean, it's um, a business that's relatively... It's not new to this area, like you said, we drive's been around for a while, but I mean there's there's us, there's uh, Designate Us instead. That's another company that's out there in this area. Uh YDD, there's another one. So there's a few different companies in this area uh that do what we do and most major metropolitan areas have this kind of a service. It's just something that's not out there. It's not a huge money making thing that it can afford to do a lot of advertising and stuff, but uh I mean I'm doing my best with social media and getting the word out and uh seems to be having a bit of an effect. Well I've seen your uh, sponsorship on a few events around town too, so you're doing a pretty good job of getting your uh Yeah, I mean speaking of which, uh Niagara Craft Beer Festival come by and see us. We have a Oh that's where I saw it. Perfect. Yeah. 
So yeah, we'll be there for sure. But um, yeah, we're gonna um, we do like when we do events and stuff like that, we offer special discounts and whatnot. And uh, you know, I mean, our response times for people requesting service and depending on how busy of a night it is, and obviously it's busier closer to closer to closing time and whatnot. But um, usually thirty minutes, twenty five, thirty minutes um, responding to calls. So it's not really that much different than a cab. Nicely done. Thanks for your time, Brad, and the information. I appreciate it. All right, guys. Take care. That was Brad from Niagara Designated Driver. Seems like a good business plan. You don't want to drink and drive these days. Ever. Coming up next. We are going to set up the week that is Craft Beer Festival. That's next week. Next Friday it starts. Got some big acts coming into the city. USS, ubiquitous synergy seeker, who is Ash Boo Schultz, and Jason Human Kebab Parsons, who came in by interview last Friday when I was in. We got a bunch of them coming in set up to play. We'll get to that. And who's the biggest name in television? Ezra Levant is leading, if not one, already at 45%. Who do you think the biggest name in Canadian TV is? I'm Jim Fannin. For Larry Fedorik, this is News Talk 610 CKTV. You're listening to Larry Fedorik on News Talk 610 CKTV and online at 610CKTV.com. Call Larry now at 905-688-CKTV, 1-877-610-CKTV, or pound 610 on the Bell Mobility Network. Welcome back. I'm Jim Fan, and all I want to do is zag along with you. That's Ubiquitous Synergy Seeker, also known as USS. Love the human kebab. These guys are sweet. If you've ever seen one of their YouTube promotional videos, you got to check these guys out. Hilarious. Ubiquitous Synergy Seeker. Go to YouTube and check out USS. Coming up on the Jim Fannin Show, the Sunday show we do here at noon, every Sunday, live. This week, I'm really looking forward to this, Billy Sadler. He's a student over at Laura Secord. His band, back in the days, won battles of the band. And thanks to Mike Balson, called me up and said, Hey, Jimmy, would you offer up a a performance on your Sunday show to the winner of Battle of, of the Bands? I'm like, yeah, damn straight I will. Are you kidding? So Billy Sadler and the boys of back in the days actually won that contest some time ago. I was there. I watched all the acts. They got some good talent over at Seacord. Some of the talent was jumping up and down on the extension cord that had the mixing board plugged in and powered up. Billy and back in the days went dark a couple of times because the fans were jumping up and down on the plug. Stop it. So that's this weekend, the 17th, Sunday at noon, 
Back in the days, Billy Sadler comes in. The 24th, we have Final Sight. We'll play live in the booth. 31st, Kyle Rowe. And September 7th, Charlotte Don Ross. I'm not sure how old this young lady is. She can't be 20. And she can sing. Wow. Caught her at My Stage Mondays a few weeks ago, which is a cool little gig that Aaron Berger and Nathaniel Gould are running down at Capital Q in the Q District in Niagara Falls. And Nathaniel and Aaron will back you up if you want to bring your guitar and play. They'll play a little percussion, sing, bass, whatever you want. Aaron Berger is tight. We're looking to get him in again soon. He's part of the Perpetual Peace Project. We heard from Rod Standish. He's part of that group. You are me, I am you. We are all one. Another young lady that's getting a lot of pub around Niagara, Katie Gatta, comes in September 14th. Play live for us. And then CD, Carl David Onfrio will come in on the 21st. Ardent. On the 28th, Brad Battle. Is Brad Battle a, a former caller to Tom McConnell show, I think? I think he used to be my insurance agent. That's the same Brad Battle. My thanks to Lisa Bitter for booking these guys. She's pretty up to speed with the Niagara music scene and getting more entrenched in it these days. October 12th, Melissa Schreiner is in. And then another one of my favorites. A book for wanderers. Anthony Botting. Have you ever seen a guy play the skin off his fingers and leave blood all over his white guitar? I think did Nirvana do that? A guy in Nirvana did that, made that famous. But Anthony Botting is a talented man. He is a book for wanderers. He comes in October 19th. So that's the Sunday show set up right now. And we always book the bands and we say, we reserve the right to bump you if somebody bigger and better comes along. And we've had that. Jen Chapin came in last week. We bumped Charlotte Don Ross for that. Rescheduled her. And Jen Chapin, man, what a talent. Go Away is a song that you want to check out on YouTube. Solid tune. She came in last week. She's doing a Ontario Eastern Seaboard and Toronto tour. But next week, the week of Craft Beer Fest, man, I've been on the phone all week with managers and promoters of bands, and we have landed. The Mandevilles will come in Monday. Patrick's going to mic them up so they sound sweet in his booth, play a couple tunes. What they're doing is playing the musical bumpers in and out of commercial break, and usually I let them spin a full tune on the Sunday show before I interview them. So we'll get an interview, Serena Prine and the band, Mandeville's locally blowing up. She can sing, man. And then the Tuesday of Craft Beer Fast Week preview, Whale Eye comes in. They got a lot of pub during Scene Music Fest down here. I have not seen them yet. Looking forward to that. And then... Street Pharmacy is in on Wednesday. You probably heard that name quite a lot around town. Just like Figure Four, who comes in Thursday to play for us. Michael Chess, Rob Carroll and the crew, 
Figure four has been doing a lot of work around here for a long time. You'll know figure four as the Red Hot Chili Peppers band at Grape and Wine out in the back patio there. Mike Chess. Longtime friend of ours here at the station. And then USS is in studio. I've been geeked to announce this. We left, secured it. I've been working it all week. USS comes in Friday. They fly. <laughs> Thursday, they got a show in Vancouver. They're flying into Toronto at 2 o'clock, coming straight to St. Catharines for their headlining show Friday night, Craft Beer Fest. But before they do their sound check, I'm having my crew pick them up at the park and bring them to the station, and that will get rowdy. I can promise you that. USS, Ash Boo, and Human Kebab will be in studio with me before they take the stage over at Montebello Park for headlining Craft Beer Fest, which launched last night. Nicely done. Great lyrics. I'm looking forward to getting these guys in the booth. It's going to get rowdy. USS. Check them out on YouTube. They're here next Friday, August 22nd. And we're going to try and pull a tune out of them as well. I don't know if they're going to have their gear with them, but I'm a little geek to see them and talk to them. We had Human Kebab in last Friday. He came in by phone. Good interview. But these two together have a great synergy and <laughs> highly entertaining and funny as well. Up next, who is your greatest Canadian television personality? Is it Ezra Levant? Well, that's what the Globe and Mail's saying. He's leading that race 45 plus percent. Who's your guy? Peter Mansbridge is trailing at 19% right now. All that and more right here. I am Jim Fannin for Larry Fedoric on 610 CKTV. Listening to Larry Fedorik on News Talk 610 CKTV and online at 610CKTV.com. Call Larry now at 905 688 CKTV, 1 877 610 CKTV, or pound 610 on the Bell Mobility Network. Welcome back. I am Jim Fannin, coming for Larry Fedoric today, one to three, a couple segments left, and then KJ comes in live from the Penn Center parking lot. No fixed address. Matt Sisko's down there as well. Drop in, give him some funds, a couple pats on the back, admirable job. My thanks to Katrina Cruz for coming in, she's with... Niagara Sustainability Initiative, the NSI here in Niagara. And Bob Furlot, that was a pretty cool conversation with a guy that's been a rink rat since 15 years old, hanging around the rink. He was hanging around the rink last night, as was I. And boy, when a couple 50-pound kids run behind you when you're standing in the standing room only up at the jack, 
and the floor shakes and you feel like you're going to end up in the basement of that barn, I think it'll be good to get over to the new Niagara Meridian Center. What do you think? Great to see some of the pros out there. Rick Vive, Aaron, Eric Lindros. Like I had to mute my call for him to somebody to run him over when he came across the middle neutral zone with his head down carrying the puck. I think that ended his career. The picture with the big E. I'm a Flyer fan, and I guess I tolerated Lindros when he was a Flyer, but never been a Lindros guy. But I guess he's been doing good in the community for charity and stuff like that after his career ended. So went down on the ice to take a picture of Rick Dykstra, our MP here in St. Catharines, who's holding that big check up, $183,000, I understand. Not bad. Very good. Went down on the ice, and then my phone died. It's a whole separate issue. Freaking handcuffed to an iPhone. Feel like I'm a hostage. So, as usual, my battery dies on me while I'm taking some pictures. And the guys started coming off the ice, and I didn't know them all. I knew some of the faces. I just said, nice job, guys. Nice job. Nice job. And then one of the guys from the blue team, the nameless number 14, came in. He was on the wrong side of the ice because his dressing room was on the other side. I think he was chasing maybe uh, Stevie Ludzik. I said, nice job out there. Yeah, nice suit, he says to me. Who do you think that was? It was KJ. (laughs) Punk. Nice suit. So a great event last night down at the barn. Jack Gatecliff Arena. My thanks to Rick Dykstra. Very well organized. And then the VIP was a really cool place to be afterwards. All the guys came over, including Eric Lindros, signing some autographs, mugging for some shots, some photos, that is. And everyone that was conservative was down there last night. So nice job, all of you. Even you, Kevin. Who's number 14 with no name on his shirt? He's playing hard. Guy can skate. Told Rick, it's my possibility to get down on that ice next year. I haven't skated in probably 15 years. That'll be a messy situation. (laughs) Who do you think is the best TV personality? The Globe and Mail asked you to vote. And Alex Pearson of Sun News Network came in here a couple months ago. Give us her take. That is one conservative radio uh, talk show on TV there. TV show, let's call it. And Ezreal event, man, I wonder, I'm kind of a, you know, a left-leaning guy, fiscally conservative, but socially liberal. And when I watch Ezreal event, he just makes me burn most of the time. Alex Pearson, not so much. She's got some game. She's definitely conservative. I mean, who's not conservative on that station? She Facebooked the other day. Let's make some liberal heads explode. Vote for my friend, Ezra Levant. You should see the comments on Alex Pearson's board there. And I had to get in on it, too. I went and said, well... 
I have to vote for the second place guy because he's about the only one that'll make sure or has any chance to take an Ezra out of the top spot there. He was leading with 45 plus percent at the time. And I called him your favorite wiener. She's a big fan. In fact, going back and forth with her last night a little bit, she says, I'm surprised I missed the wiener comment. Yeah, I was looking for a little love from you, Alex. Maybe a like. Come on. It was a good comment. So one of her fans, and they are passionate and loyal, one of her Facebook friends says, Ezra is the bomb. And one of her other friends says, you're crazy. If you can't say anything good, don't say anything at all. And we had to explain to her that Ezra is the bomb means like he's the cat's ass. Or more plainly, she thinks he's great. But I love when people say you're nuts and shut your mouth. And if you don't agree with me, go home. I had to get in on that. I posted, good thing she didn't say shiznizzle. I put the Urban Dictionary up for Chiznizzle, which basically means you're great. But Ezra Levant is tearing up this contest. I don't think he's the number one personality on TV. What's your take? Who's your favorite TV personality? 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-CKTB. Pound 610 on the Bell Mobility Network. If you want to text me, you can get in directly. That's the easiest way to do it. 61010 is the text. On this, they ranked these guys. Ezra is on top. He was followed after that by Peter Mansbridge. And we had a, a bunch of great names up there. Some people finish with 0%. That's going to hurt. Rick Mercer, one of my favorite guys. Just funny, this hour, well, it's a Rick Mercer report, but he started on this hour is 22 minutes years ago. I think he should have got more votes than he had, for sure. But an interesting... Little contest that the conservatives can really rally their troops when they need to. Our guys up. We need you to vote for them. And I can't believe that there's that many Sun TV watchers and that Ezra is that big. And I posted Sun TV was bragging about it on Twitter last night when I got home. I'm like, fix. Can't be real. Ezra Levant. Come on. I'm going to work Ezra Levant to come on the show, and he is so bright, I could only go toe-to-toe with him for a round, maybe, before his brilliance just buries me. That guy is smart, and he can debate with the best of them. But I'm going to work him. Alex Pearson of Sun News Network tells me that she loves him. He's a sweetheart. He's not the blowhard that he looks like, and that's my term, on TV. And then when she walks down the aisle later this year, Ezra will be there. And she says, all eyes will be on him. I need to get a tighter dress. (laughs) Awesome. Head over to Globe and Mail. Maybe they're done now.
the biggest name in television. You can vote online, head over to the Globe and Mail, check it out. One more segment left. What am I going to do with my iPhone? I feel like I'm handcuffed. My battery life is about as long as my charger. I'm full on data, and the thing is punking. It's so slow, but I'm a data whore. I keep all my SMSs, all my pictures, all my videos. I very, very rarely delete anything. Is that why I'm slow? Am I full? I don't know. I'll take your calls on what I should do. No, I'm not moving up to the 5. It doesn't give me any more memory. might be faster. But I'm not changing all my device chargers and cords and all that kind of stuff. Forget it. Unless you give me a, a virtual keyboard and a high-definition holograph display. I'm sticking with my 4S. Unless somebody out there can tell me that they have a data conversion that can take my SMS off the iPhone and convert it over to an Android. I might consider that. Take your calls on that. Right after this, all here on News Talk 610 CKTB. is the Larry Fedorik Show on News Talk 610 CKTV. Call Larry now at 905-688-CKTV, 1-877-610-CKTV, or pound 610 on the Bell Mobility Network. It's easy to forget that love. Whatever. It's easy to fall in love. Try falling out of it. <laughs> Comes and goes. That is X-Prime. Love those kids, man. And I say kids figuratively, but 22, 23 years old, a couple French guys from Welland, a couple boys from Niagara Falls, all went to, shoot, Jean Vanier, that's it, French school. Nice boys, nice music. You're on the edge of blowing up. My thanks to Patrick Smolarek. At PMS, the person on Twitter, if you want to follow him. Hit him up for running the board today and picking up some good bumper music. He knows what I like. I'm just looking at my iPhone in the break here. I went back to my oldest text message. July 24th, 2008. Who whores that much data? Like, seriously, some of these people probably aren't even on the earth anymore, and they're in my phone. What could I possibly find useful in a text message that goes back to July 2008? I think I've got a problem. But I don't delete anything from my phone. Why? Why delete it, I mean? I guess I keep it because, well, the search program on this phone kind of sucks as well, but if I want to search P. 
PMS the person, anytime I've ever said that on my text message, it'll come up, even if it does go back to 2008, I think. But I've filled 64 gigs on this phone in about four minutes. I got some music, I got some video, I got some pictures, lots of email, you know, the normal stuff, a few apps, none of which I use hardly at all. And my call history is about six calls long. If I can go back, oh my gosh, to 2008 in text messages, you think you can give me more than five call history or two days or whatever it is? Thank you, Hugo. Sorry. And I put a new battery in my 4S. I got an iPhone 4S, which the first time I put my hands on, I'm like, oh, I got to get this phone. And I was a Trio guy. I was a Palm Trio. I think that was one of the first devices. I had a physical keyboard. I could text with two thumbs like a madman. My two my two thumb texting days are long gone on the iPhone. I do miss the keyboard a little bit. But I put a new battery in my iPhone 4S because I was lasting about 20 minutes. Once I went out the door, like I get to 20%, and if I was using my Facebook app, it would crash immediately. So they said, well, we can run some diagnostics and stuff like that, but... I just said, put the battery in. Well, it might not fix the problem. Well, it did fix the problem for a little while. These things are only good for about 200 charges usually. Put the new battery in. I think it cost me about 40 bucks. Drop it off at one of these techno geeks shops. and Actually, it did a while, a while I waited. And my battery life was improved. But now I'm back... I don't know. I tweeted the other day. I got up at 4.30, and I stayed up, and by 7.30, my phone was dead. I had to charge it again. I'm just doing the normal stuff, cruising the web, checking my email, tweeting, Facebooking. And I joked that my battery life is about as long as my cord is. I mean, my charging cord. And it Somebody told me that I could find a program to take my SMS, I mean my text messages. Because my email is not actually stored on my phone, I don't think so much. It just reads Gmail, pretty much. But if I could find a way... I wonder how many text messages are in here back to 2008. If I could find a way to take those SMS messages from Apple and convert them over to a Samsung or an Android device... I think I'd already have ditched the iPhone. And I don't think that the new iPhone 6 is going to make me any happier. The new iPhone 5 didn't change anything for me. That did not motivate me. From 3 to 4 was a huge leap. But my phone is punkin'. It's as slow as anything. And I'm getting pretty tired of it. But I feel like I'm handcuffed. If I want to start all over again... I guess I could import my contacts. That might be something that's transferable. I don't know that for sure. What up, KJ? Hey, man. I thought you were down at the pen. Uh, going down to the pen at 5 o'clock. Oh, okay. I thought I was talking 
trashing you while you were already uh, in no, transit right or something. Down the hall, oh, man. damn. Right that sucks. Oh, KJ's here. Oops. <laughs> What's <laughs> yeah, coming up? Right. Now you got to say that stuff eyeball to eyeball. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Good to um, see you and the wife and the kids down yeah, at the game last night. And yeah. a lot of people got to meet uh, Leanne and Ayla. And thank you very much to uh, the woman that was sitting behind the bench that took a great photo of my wife, my baby, and I. Oh, nice. When and you were on the other side of the glass? Yeah, I was on the other side of the glass. Oh, that's the cool. Players bench. cool. And uh, actually, we'll recap uh, Hockey Night in St. Catharines 5 just after the news here at 3 o'clock. Nice. Kind of bring you inside the change room. And so you like my boys. suit, eh? Yeah, oh yeah. You were looking sharp there, man. My Holy. suit. That was a jab. That wasn't a compliment. I felt it. Was, I was, was hurt. Was Beetlejuice pinstripe you had going <laughs> yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tone on geez. tone, baby. Yeah, don't say that three times. What do you got coming up on the show? Um, well, after 5 o'clock, we'll be down at the Penn Center encouraging anybody to stop by, and we will be talking about no fixed address and focusing on the YWCA. So after 5 o'clock, uh, a lot of stuff on that, including Carolyn Fish with the YWCA and uh, Matt Sisko. He is living in his car. He's down on site, and we'll also talk to some other participants and stuff like that. So focus towards the end of the program on no fixed address, as it should be. Uh, between now and then, uh, hospital naysayers have won because the baby was born on the side of the 406, so congratulations on that. Uh, Todd Sloan is a lawyer based in Ottawa, and he's representing four inmates that are suing because the feds cut their pay. And we had this conversation about three days ago about whether or not inmates should get a salary. Do you think inmates should get any income? No, I like the old days when we used to joke about them just pounding out plates. Yeah, I know. But you know what? What do you need money for in jail? Drugs and smokes and I don't know. Smokes or whatever. We're supposed to get any of that in jail. Part of the other argument, the other side is, well, if you don't allow them to accumulate wealth upon release, how are they going to reintegrate into society successfully? So I kind of understand that, but let's put it to a lawyer. The lawyer representing them will give us their side of the argument at about 3.15. Do you know of any red light cameras in Niagara? I don't think we have any. No, they tried them for a while under Bob Ray, didn't they? Uh, I just photo mean radar? Like locally. I remember photo radar with the vans at the side of the yeah. highway. I'm talking the red, red light, light cameras. Yeah. So if you blow through a red light, it snaps a photo of you. Yeah, they've, they tried them somewhere. I can't remember well, exactly. Hamilton Maybe has a bunch of them, and they're installing And then more. you just get a ticket in the mail. Yeah, and I'll tell you, this thing is a windfall. You want to talk about income? Holy jeez. Now, of course, it's coming from you and I, but it's a syntax. Mm. And we'll talk about whether or not we should install them. There is a benefit. I mean, they've got millions of dollars in reserves in Hamilton now. Each red light camera... Brings in about $100,000 a year. Hmm. Who wouldn't want to install those things? I think we have to install them, and they'll probably make roads safer. Uh, we'll touch on that. And the UFO sighting in 40 years. Yeah. Yeah, what a bizarre story. Crazy. Uh, so we tracked down the guys from Open Minds TV based oh, did, in eh? okay. uh, Arizona. Yeah. And Alejandro Rojas. <laughs> Nicely pronounced. He's a UFO journalist, and he'll join us after 4 o'clock to talk about uh, what they saw down in Fort Erie. And uh, sometime in there, we have to talk to somebody who's tried the new dark roast at Tim Hortons. Okay. Yeah. Do not come across the neutral zone with your head down like Eric Lindros did last night. step in. Or KJ will be there. He's coming up next right here Defend on 610 CKTV. I'm Jim Fannin. I'm out. Really?